Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. How are you lads? Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do you? Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. How do? You're very welcome back to the Mayo Are Back podcast. It's season five, episode two. You're listening to TJ on the mic at the moment and we're joined by what can only be described as a regular at this stage. It's Fat Larry. Fat Larry, how do? Hello, TJ. Happy New Year to you once again and to all the Mayo Are Back listeners. It is absolutely fantastic to be back on this show again. It's been far too long. Now, Fat Larry, you can take your gimp mask off. I think we're sitting at a safe enough distance. We've washed our hands. We're social distancing and we won't be fisting on today's show. We're going to be, you know, adhering to all the guidelines and regulations as it were. How are you at this stage of the new year? I'm very good, TJ. You know, I have to say it's been a really enjoyable January. It seems to have absolutely flown by, I suppose. It's been in and about a month now since Mayo lost another All-Ireland final. And I have to say it's been it's been great since then. You know, it hasn't been as tough as previous years. And we've just kind of... You know, I think we're kind of used to it now at this stage and we've just got on with it and it's great to be manifesting our way through this wonderful year of 2021. It's great to be back here, as you said. We're socially distant. We've got our own balls. We're playing with our own balls this evening here. Will there be no sharing or anything like that? So it's absolutely great. And just as I sit here, TJ, I've just noticed that you have brought something with you this evening. Yes, Fat Larry, indeed I have. I'm going to just uh, give them a little shake for the listeners now to see if they can possibly guess what these are do you hear that guys that's my marbles I brought my marbles with me to today's podcast I actually thought I had lost these I couldn't find them for all of season four some of the statements and ludicrous suggestions that we were making last year you know in terms of saying things like we were going to win the All-Ireland last season we were never going to win the All-Ireland last season not with these bloody restrictions in place sure we couldn't celebrate properly at all I found my marbles Fat Larry I found my sense listeners and I realised that it's actually this year that we're going to win Sam and I suppose it's I'm talking here and I'm and I'm kind of very conscious of the fact that the show that we have lined up for you this evening, guys, is jam-packed. I shouldn't really be talking shit at all with all the things we have to get through. And, you know, there's going to be listeners out there now tuning in. And, you know, it's this lovely time of year now that, you know, the Mayo supporters have very much turned on the Mayo team. They've turned on the Mayo management. They really, they're not one bit happy. And it's the same for our fan base as well. There's going to be listeners out there that, despite the fact that they're taking time out of their day to tune in, they're still going to be saying, well, what are these Egypts possibly going on about now? Our long-term listenership and followership of the page would be well aware of the calendar and the yearly cycle that a Mayo fan goes through. And they know that all of the love and harmony that was in the air for our players on the latter episodes of last year's podcast, that's all gone out the window now, folks. Now is the time where we need to start tearing strips off these guys, you know, really start questioning everything in the county boards, the structures, the manger, even ourselves and, you know, the other podcasts on the market, the Mayo Stream Media, as it's known. A lot of questions has to be raised about their attitudes at this time of the year. And I know I, for one, am absolutely incensed by a lot of it. I can't quite put my finger on you know, what it is exactly that has me this riled up at this early stage of the year. But I am fuming, absolutely raging. You know, I just can't even seem to put it into words. I don't know, is it the massive list of retired players that we have in the Mayo team now? If it's the Dubs getting awarded 71 million for a new playpen for their players? I just don't know anymore. And to be honest, it's just about getting it off your chest. And we would encourage listeners out there, you know, to do the exact same in your own homes as well. Now, speaking of homes, we need to start off with the topic of Patrick Holmes, a dear, dear friend, listener and fan of the page and a follower. He's been a supporter from day one without really knowing it, but he's definitely been an influence from day one. Mm -hmm. The original influencer, and you wouldn't see him out in Dubai now or anything like that. He'd be more inclined to be out around Murrisk there, up and down the reek this time of year. But he's been in touch with Mayor Back. In a very touching sediment, he has said to us that he's very pleased with the great work that we're doing. 
I don't know, does he refer to the podcast or the Instagram page as such, but definitely in reference to our little charitable donation that went in there over the last few days. If any of the listeners aren't sure what we're talking about, maybe Fat Larry, maybe you could eloquently describe what I'm referring to here. Absolutely. Well, prior to Christmas there, we ran a very successful little campaign there. We sold off some lovely Christmas cards. And you have to say, just when the cash was being sent into the envelopes here at Mayo or back, you just knew it was the real true inbreds that were, you know, buying the cards. Because you know when you get... You know, when you get money off an inbred, it was all kind of scrunched up and it was all, you could you could get that, you know, kind of real agricultural smell off it. You knew it was coming from, you know, real inbred backwaters all over the county. And that money has been, since it's been counted and tallied up. And if anyone wants to see the, the accounts, we uh, took the opportunity to see how easy it was to just record all the money coming in. And we did that and the profits were sent to... Pat Holmes there and all the gang at Western Alzheimer's and we are delighted to help a very worthwhile Mayo charity as well. So that's a that's a little good news story now for the new year. Yes, there was €315 shook and scraped from the bottom of the biscuit tin. We had our new financial operations manger come in and run his eye over it. It's actually a joint mangership ticket. As we said, when you're hiring joint mangers, you want one of them to sit down and do the critical analysis and really go through the books. And you want the other one to be sitting at the back of the stand turning a blind eye to it. So we had that set up and we're absolutely delighted with it. But no need to be praising ourselves. I know it's something that we love to do on this podcast and we're very quick to do it at times. But the praise really has to be given to you, folks. The inbred fans and half-baked listenership of Mayo are back. To the day ones and all the bandwagoners and everyone in between, we thank you very much for your generosity. And of course, we would like to take this opportunity to thank our Corja Mayo are back. Very much our favourite fans, as it were. Those of you who have got your Corja listenership cards and dozens of other amazing features that come with the cards. And I suppose we're always on the lookout for new listeners, as it were. So if you're listening to this and you haven't put your hand into those deep Mayo pockets yet, why not send us a DM and we'll be able to sort you out as a Corja Mayo or back. Don't leave inbreds guessing whether you're in the premium circle of inbreds. Show them with your card and leave them in no uncertain doubt. Now I suppose it would be probably a good time to extend the theme of thanking some different stakeholders within the Mayo GA community and at this stage now we'd like to move on and to just sincerely from the bottom of our hearts I suppose we'd like to thank the county board again for giving us some kind of juicy topics that we can get our our grubby little fingers all over here this evening now. The stories have been coming out in recent weeks, obviously, the retired players, obviously, we since we were last with you, Chris Barrett walked away and it would be a good time for us to just say thank you to that gorgeous fella for all the service that he gave for Mayo down through the years. Fabulous. And we'd also like to sincerely thank the three men in the back of the Mayo kit van for all that they have done to encourage us to record this podcast here today. TJ, you would, you were, you were so, so angry and happy about that incident at the All-Ireland Final. Yes, there was real mixed feelings for me, Fat Larry. I could feel that little incident. You know, from the day after we lost the final, something was bubbling there. And, you know, rather than letting sleeping dogs lie and say, we lost the final, let's move on. I suppose your big swinging dicks above in Crow Park, your John Horgans, your Desi Farrells and men of that ill could have been, you know, pointing fingers and trying to finger out the Mayo players that were in the back of the kit fan that evening. I suppose it's been said that it's been alluded to that it was something similar to the horse of Troy, the Trojan horse situation. And, you know, speaking of Trojan, you know, I, you know what that company is used to sponsoring? Prophylactics. I suppose if, you know, Mayo had used prophylactics that evening against Dublin, they wouldn't have lost in such unceremonious fashion. But one of the men that was suggested to be in the back of the kit fan was Bernie Sanders. We saw a picture of him sitting above in the Hogan stand watching on and a lot of people would question, was it worth our while smuggling Bernie Sanders into the All-Ireland final? I would say yes. He was there to run a keen left-wing socialist eye over proceedings. He's a man that's been known to want to tax the 1%. And the 1% in this scenario, Fat Larry, are very much the AIG dubs. 
who have been recently boosted by another 71 million mm. this season. Now, we're used to the 16 million per anus that they've been getting over the last 16 years. But to up that figure to 71 million in John Horan's last year as kind of a Desi Farrell, a little present from the outgoing incumbent president to the new president, just a little gift, you know, the dubs keeping the money circling around themselves. That's one of the things now that it makes me so mad that it actually fills me with joy. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And this move made by John Horne and Desi Farrell, it just really highlights the the chasm that exists now between Dublin and the rest of the counties. You know, in a year where literally the GA's revenue fell off a cliff, as so to speak, you know, they've decided to shell out, uh, you know, five times the amount of money they were given to them before, or probably more than that. I'm not too good at maths, but they're giving them 71 million anyways. For what? We don't exactly know. Probably... It was probably a severance payment to Paul Mannion or something I can only assume as he walked away from the Dublin team as well. But I think it was just sickening to see, you know, those little fellas up in Crow Park studying hours and hours of CCTV to see, you know, when the Mayo players came out the back of the kit van and who was there and how many there was. I mean, the dubs were blatantly breaking COVID rules at the All-Ireland Final. You didn't have to study the CCTV to see that. You had Dublin players out in the field after kissing their girlfriends and you had them celebrating with the Sam Maguire. And as we all know at this stage, of all the All-Ireland winners this year, none of the teams were allowed to bring the trophy onto the field after the game except just the darling boys of the GA, John Horan's favourite team, the AIG Blue Dubs. They were the only team that were allowed to celebrate with the Cup and that, for me, just kind of sums up the whole lot. To be and honest. as John Horan had said in advance, that cup wasn't leaving Dublin, no matter what the result in the game was. And he said, we wouldn't have been able to bring it across to Shannon. But you can be certain to be sure that the Dubs have been playing with that cup over the last few weeks. I've seen images of them drinking out of it. You know, this is the seventh or eighth Sam some of these fellas have got. Mickey Mouse, Darren McCauley, he's been using one of these Sam Maguires as a bedpan for the last week or two. Such as the, you know, the, the level of disrespect they're starting to show for the trophy. It's becoming so easy for them that they're walking away from it. They don't even enjoy playing for it anymore. But with Paul Mannion gone, we need our head honchos and the boffins in McHale Park to, you know, clean out their ears and use, the, use the whatever two grams of sense they have left in their heads to try and get this transfer deal done try and get a soft job for Paul Mannion down in Mayo here where he'll be able to represent the county team. And, you know, we have won Paul Mannion very well and good. That's fine. But as we always said, double it up, whether they're mangers or, you know, whatever you captains or whatever it may be, even fellas of the same name, two is always better than one in our opinion. So let's go for the other Paul Mannion while we're at it. And whatever about this Dublin team being a team of excellent footballers, one thing they're not is good dancers. I mean, we saw the video after the game of them all dancing away in the changing room. I mean, Paul Mannion could have a home down here in Mayo. You know, if we sign that guy, you know, he's already playing for Mayo Gales now. Why not put a little bit more cash? Obviously, he's got his 71 million severance payment now off Crow Park. Give him a little bit more and maybe we could get him to play for the Mayo senior team. And you never know, we've got some fantastic dancers in this team. You know, maybe Mark Moran or Aidan O'Shea could maybe teach him a thing or two about dancing, you know, when he comes into the panel then, you know? Well, I know there's a certain Mayo man who once put Mannion up in a house before over in Chicago. Would he have the same initiative and the same bit of gusto to put him up in a house in our own county boundaries? I very much hope so. I hope that level of intuition is there amongst the Mayo fans because it doesn't seem to be there at country broad level, Fat Larry. And that's one of the things that has me outraged this evening, as you can hear. And for once, I think there's something that we can be a little bit positive about this week. Obviously, we've oh. been very, very hard on the, you know, Mayo GA for such a long time. But at the same time, we love them as well. But we got great news this week now when we found out that Mayo are going to have an influx of fresh money coming into the team this year. We are being sponsored for the next five years by Westport. Westport are actually taking over the sponsorship. Fat Larry, don't you mean Port West? Excuse me, Port West. That's that's correct. Sorry, I was getting mixed up there because I was just thinking of all the Westport players that were on the Mayo starting 15. Now, I, I, I forgot that the, the two are different. But hopefully now, you know, Port West can bring a little bit of cash to this Mayo team. Hopefully they can just give money and not ask for how it's being spent whatsoever. That's the big ambition, I suppose, for us. And, you know, maybe they could bring some of their tidy town skills as well and they could maybe tidy up that Mayo forward line a little bit now in 2021. Fat Larry, can you look at this? Can you run your eye over this for one second? I've just written down the words Port West 
and I'm going to do a little bit of letter configuration here and no more than in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Do you remember when all the letters started swirling around on the wall there and it was revealed that it was in fact mm. Voldemort? Port West is an anagram of West Port. You know, there might be some more fabulous guys in that town now that they might be able to to bring over our way. And you never know, there might be a good footballer or two in them as well. Because I know there's one guy who we were very, very disappointed to hear maybe about 12 months ago now. But it looks like his retirement from the Mayo team looks to be over. And that guy is Cullum Morn. He's coming back into the Mayo team now as well. Well, an interesting one on that fact, Larry. You know, we've had Chris Barrett retire from Mayo GEA. We've had two other really, really high-profile retirements as well, and that is Colin Moran and Keen Hanley, who have both retired from following Mayo are back in very recent times. Now, is this a suggestion there to be made that they've been brought back into the Mayo fold? James Horan has taken them under their wing, under his big wings and has he made them sign the contract and put pen to paper that they won't follow a Mayo or back such is the the toxic and destructive influence that this podcast has as we know in our fifth season we have of course been at fault for all five years of failure it's all been down to this podcast some of the things we've said have massively massively affected results on and off the pitch a lot of our you know anyone that really has followed this page in the past has then gone on to being dropped Mm -hmm. some of the men in recent times that have unfollowed us have really upped the level when you look at Paddy Durkin when he unfollowed the page at the start of 2018 we saw a massive step up in his performance he went from you know a fringe player a just about starter to being a bona fide all star at all Ireland national level a man who could keep Kieran Kilkenny quiet on one leg And, you know, all he had to do was unfollow the page and take this level of toxicity out of his mind. So to Keen Hanley and Cullen Moran, we'd say fair play to you, lads. You're doing the right thing. It should stand to you over the coming season. We'd hope to see a big improvement now that you're not listening to myself and Fat Larry shiting on anymore. Now, a lot of people, you know, are saying that we are the reason Mayo have not won the All-Ireland. But I actually think it's due to all of the time that the Mayo players are spending on coke. That's why I think this Mayo team have not won the All-Ireland. And you only have to look at it now. James Horan himself, he works for Coke. And he has got four or five members of this Mayo team who are below there working on Coke. And I think they're spending way too much time in the office. And he's not giving them enough time off work to be out training and getting better. Because like the Dubs, they're getting paid to do nothing above in Dublin. They don't they don't even have real jobs. So why are we making our Mayo players down here actually have jobs and then to be footballers as well? So I think if Mayo were spending less time on Coke and more time focusing on winning the All-Ireland in 2021, I think that's going to make the difference, not, you know, listening to what we're saying, you know. And another big contrast between us and the Dubs, if we want to make up that ground, is they don't seem to be drinking Coke at all. They seem to have a much more interest in MDMA. He's one of the most lauded footballers of all time. He stepped away this week with more medals than I've had hot dinners this week. He was so fabulous, really, And as much as we love to hate him here, you know, the fact that, you know, we could be utterly dominated for a whole decade by a footballer who couldn't actually kick a football. He couldn't actually play the game that he was being paid so handsomely to play. You know, that kind of leaves us as a county in a sort of an interesting position. And just as I say this, TJ, we're 19 minutes and 51 seconds in here to the recording. So I just like to say up Mayo at this point. But Michael Darren McCauley, he is a guy who we won't miss. Just to circle back to what you were saying there, Fat Larry, a couple of seconds ago, up Mayo, I'd have to agree with you with those sentiments entirely. And I'm sure the listeners will be nodding their heads vociferously when they hear those terms, you know, put together in such an eloquent way. But up Mayo is definitely something that we can all agree on at this stage. But in terms of Mayo going forward and bringing through the bit of youth, I've seen some very positive signs on TikTok so far this season. Oh, You know, there's a Ted Webb team there and since under 12, 13, 14 level, they've been getting their heads blown up year by year at a monumental rate. They get to the age now of 16, 17 and of course we can't physically meet up or do any training, wink wink at the moment but we have been able to take some of that underage development onto TikTok and some of the skills coming through there are very positive to see and I think it's only a matter of time before this TikTok fame translates into success on the pitch for the country we owe. 
Definitely. And you can just see in TikTok, they're not just fabulous footballers, but they've also got fabulous dancing skills as well. And, you know, this Mayo team are clearly great dancers. We said it all the way through 2020, but it is also a bit of a worry because obviously Mayo fans out there are going to be sitting on tender hooks. They're going to be, you know, we've, we've heard all the stories over the last... I suppose maybe six to nine months about Oshin Mullen. You know, Oshin Mullen is a guy who is probably pushing on now in his Mayo career at 21 years of age. You know, it it we don't know yet whether he's going to be in Horan's plans for 2021 given his age. But there is, I heard some rumours down the town there last week that he's going pole dancing in Australia. Such was his prowess on TikTok. So that's a massive concern now going into the new year. And we will take this moment for any of the inbreds who haven't voted for Oshin Mullins yet to really pull their fingers out and get their act together and get on that online poll and vote for him because we don't want to see Oshin Mullins sliding down the poll. Although, Fat Larry, you were telling me about, uh, off the record, of course, a dream that you were having mm-hmm. one of the evenings during the week where Oshin Mullins was doing that exact act. And I suppose... A lot of people have gotten in touch, you know, on the ba- on the back of that and said if they ever ended up getting up the pole themselves, they wouldn't mind if Oshin Mullins was the man responsible for it. So that's all positive to hear. But we want him to win that award because Lord knows if us Mayo fans are good at using our influence online and being such an unbelievably toxic presence on social media and Twitter, as it were, we need to get out and vote, folks. If only the All-Ireland Final was a an online Twitter vote or a, some sort of social media mm. poll, we'd have a really, really good chance of winning. I always thought that, you know, James Horn is really underutilising Oisín Mullen in particular. No, what, you like, what I want to see from that guy is I want to go see him with his hair in a ponytail and maybe some kind of a, a, a button-down shirt. And what I want him to do is I want him to go up to Dublin and I want to start getting him to be flirting with John Horn. And he can be like, and he might say, John give us some money. You never know. John Horne might turn the All-Ireland into uh, a vote for, uh, you know, the public that they can decide who wins the All-Ireland seeing as COVID is so bad now and there mightn't be any games this year. So, like, listen, if if the All-Ireland in 2021 can come down to a public vote, definitely kills me to say it, the 70-year wait. It just doesn't sound the same this year as it did last year. But the 70-year wait for the All-Ireland could end if it's a public vote. 70 now, Fat Larry. On that topic, a lot of fans have been in touch and they've been asking the page, will we be extending our panel this year? And I suppose what they're referring to is our famous, very strict very very strict policy on Instagram to only follow 69 people not a single account more or less that was right throughout last season right throughout the year this year we'll be going up to 70 it's the 70 year wait but will we be going up to 70 people on our Instagram account absolutely no way that 69 is a magic number for us and we need to keep our panel tight so listen if new guys come up through the ranks if you've got you know, fabulous new young fellas now, maybe a, a Paul Towie or maybe a Gabriel Irwin now might come in in 2021. And if they make a big name for themselves, you know, someone is getting, you know, their name, you know, taken off that panel. You know, there's guys there like maybe Evan Regan, Chef Regan is still there. You know, he's on the panel clinging on. On the you know, fringe. You know, Shane Nally is there. We don't want to have to get rid of these guys because they've been so good to us. But, you know, maybe we'll have to because we'll need to keep that panel at 69 now. So I think that answers that question pretty well. Yes. I suppose one of the things that, you know, you've mentioned some of the young players and the youth that's coming through. Some of the more fabulous players that are coming through at the moment to Mayo. And, you know... This is always a good time of the season. We'd normally be getting our teeth stuck into the FDB League Championship and we're very disappointed, of course, that's not going ahead. We do see it as the premium competition in All-Ireland football terms. Definitely one where we have the best chance of winning, no Mm -hmm. doubt. But despite that fact, Larry, if it was going ahead, who would be your one to watch in that tournament? The Tournament of Kings. Now, I'd say every Sunday has been really painful for me this January for a number of reasons, but in particular, the fact that there's been no FBD League football to look forward to. It is tough. You know, usually you'd always look forward to going down to IT Sligo to watch a game there or get your, you know, get the shite blown out of you above and beacon in a game against GMIT. You know, these are things that you absolutely love to see. But I was given this horrific amount of thought, really, in the last couple of seconds there. And the player that I have chosen to be, that would have been my player to watch had the DBF League taken place this year, would have been Stephen Cohen. 
for me, this guy is going to be a huge player to watch in 2021. Not necessarily because he's a new player or young anymore, but he's definitely going to be on the Mayo team come hell or high water, no matter how good or bad he plays. So he's going to be one to watch by virtue of the fact that we will be watching him when Mayo are playing. And I suppose he's one of those men that will be hoping to fill up some of the gaping holes we've had in our Mayo backline down through the years. And another man who I put into a similar category there, another man who's bursting onto the scene in fine form, a fabulous young guy from Roscommon, of course, but we've got him on our team. That's Cuba Gooding Jr. McBride from the Balahoe Dream Club. He's one guy in particular that I think there's a lot of potential there. He's coming in to fill a full back slot, which has been, as I said already, a gaping hole in our defence. And you'd hope now as well, given the fact that, you know, Randy Moore and Mickey Sloan have taken over as joint mangers of the Balladrine team, fitting as well that Andy would become part of a joint manger ticket himself. After all, he did down through the years to split up, you know, manger tickets like that. But that's for a different day, I suppose. But, you know, you're hoping now that, you know, Randy will allow guys like Cuba McBride and... Um, you know, maybe Siobhan Akram and, you know, maybe even Donald Drake to come back into the Mayo team as well because no doubt Andy's going to be a real dictator over there now in, in uh, Balahadreen and he's not going to let anyone push him around. So, you know, hopefully Balahadreen have a good year and you never know, he might actually be the one shaft and horn out of a job at the end of 2021. I suppose to congratulate Andy Moran on a very different note as well is to say well done to him for scoring a goal for the Fulham under-18 soccer side this afternoon. It's a very good achievement for a 38-year-old man to be still playing at such a high level with underage players in a different sport, in a different country. But I was, for one, was very impressed with it. But isn't it a sad state of affairs that he can be starting on that team and can't even get a look in within our own country setup? Well, but- no doubt, you know, if... You, you know, even though Andy is the manager, I have full faith in Andy that he will, you know, if things are going bad for Balaho Doreen at the end of the championship, Andy is going to whip off his, you know, managing tracksuit and he's going to have a Superman cape on him and he's going to come on and probably try to score for Balaho Doreen. They might not necessarily win the county championship or whatever, but, you know, he'll definitely be subbing himself on and making sure that he gets his run out, if nothing else. Listen, guys, a fabulous young crop oh, of guys. I mean, you know. I think we've got to look elsewhere. We've got to look for the divine. And under the current structure. Fluid type football, main fisting. What about the extra monies? When I hear this, guys, it just makes me sick. Mayo GAA, they're, they're just completely genderfied right now. They're, they're so mainstream, it's disgusting. They need to go back, you know, they need to yeah. become a bit more hipster. They need I to think. go back to their gender fluid ways in 96. Now, outraged, fuming and disgusted are three words that could sum up the first segment of this podcast today but we're going to look towards some of the real positives that are taking place around the country at the moment one of the big ones that I found is that along with Port West getting on board as our back of the jersey sponsors and can we just say on that it's great you know the likes of Galway, Roscommon, Sligo and Leitrim will be seeing a lot of that because they are often used to looking at the backs of Mayo players as they tear off the pitch ahead of them. Maybe not so much the dubs, but certainly within our own province. But that's Port West on the back of the jersey. The big question is who's taking over the stadium renaming rights? And I've been reliably tipped off and informed about that, that McDonald's are very, very interested in taking over that and apparently going to call the stadium the Chicken McNugget McHale Park Stadium, Castlebar. And that is a, a brilliant development, Fat Larry, in my eyes. It's a fantastic development and there's going to be the you know, the chicken tenders end, which is used to be the Albany end, and then the, the end over the other side is going to be called the McFlurry stand. It's going to be really, really good. And not just that, Port West coming over, um, taking over the Mayo uh, sponsorship. And down through the years, if there's two things that an inbred loves, it's a Mayo hat and a reflective Port West jacket. Do you know those ones you'd see the half-baked square and down at the, the really wet games? And now you're going to be able to get a high-vis half-baked mayo jacket from Port West with the crest on it as well. Like, the fact that you're going to be able to get two pieces of, you know, classic inbred clothing on one, like, that's just so exciting and you'll get nuggets and your 
chicken sandwich and all that going into the games now in McHale Park this year so it's really a very very exciting time to be a Mayo supporter A great opportunity for our Mayo Boffins to cash in of course and you know extract the money from the deep pockets of the Mayo fans who have been you know delightfully tight over the year 2020 2021 is going to be very different folks we're going to have to start paying back the money that we owe but it would be nice you know to upon that first re-entry into McHale Park to receive our high-vis jackets, our, our guru hats that we can wear half on our heads, half hanging off at the back, and to be eating chicken nuggets and a double cheeseburger, maybe with a, an ice cream sundae as well on top, it would be a beautiful, beautiful scene for the fans. You could have, you know, little incentives for the players. If Killian gets over 10 points, every one of the fans gets an ice cream sundae. I think you could definitely see Mayo Inbreds getting behind that little Probably. initiative. Well, it would be great to see our supporters, our, our sponsors, excuse me, give something to the supporters rather than our other sponsors, Elvries, who had an ad at Christmas where a child got a Dublin jersey for Christmas. Like that just made me so furious, you know. So hopefully this new sponsor actually sponsors the county that they're from and doesn't sell out to Dublin. And I would suppose they will, you know, unfortunately... All this commercialisation means the small men are going to lose out and a whole village, in fact, especially, you know, the midfield sector and, you know, that middle third of midfield. Julian's is set to miss out now with McDonald's coming in, taking over the stadium naming. They're also going to be taking over the feeding of the players. So we'll be, you know, in the past, we've seen our players driven on really good nutritional food and high quality stuff for fruits and vegetables and high fibre diets now you're going to see Aidan O'Shea eating a double cheeseburger after every training session and how that's going to reflect the players on the pitch I can say probably not very well but it definitely won't trouble us in the early stages because we all know that these Mayo players could all put on two stone and still be better than anyone from Roscommon you know maybe the Mayo players mightn't be as fit or as fast as they were in 2020 but if you consider someone like Aidan O'Shea like if Aidan has eaten 10 you know chicken sandwiches and five boxes of McNuggets after each training you know someone like James McCarthy isn't actually going to be able to run you know past him at all in 2021 he'll actually just be blocking him up so maybe if we could you know make all of our players you know supersized that would leave less space then for the dubs to rim us on. Now, another massive positive we better elude our listeners to is the fact that so many Mayo players were nominated for Academy Awards this season. Fabulous. Twelve in total have gotten the nod to be thrown into the mix for the, you know, only three or four that will actually be given out. But it's nice to get that recognition. We've got three young players going for the Most Fabulous Young Player of the Year award. It's safe to say that we're going to get a little winner there, I feel. We've got Kinniel, of course, going up against two of AIG's bluest dubs in the final. I was disappointed, you know, that Kieran Kilkenny is going to, you know, more than likely win that award. I always thought it was going to be given to Stephen Cluxton's sweeping brush, who had an absolutely amazing season this year. And, you know, I was listening to Des Cahill on the Sunday game, eulogising this guy there after the All-Ireland final. And it almost appeared like he was holding Stephen Cluxton's sweeping brush in between his legs. Such was the passion and enjoyment he was getting from discussing it. But, you know... That's what we're up against here, folks. We can try as we might. It'll be all right on the night. We'll get dolled up in our fancy glad rags for the online Zoom competition. But if we don't win many awards at the all-star level, maybe we'll fare out a bit better at the MAB awards, which are set to be given out on the next podcast. So if anyone can think of any little categories we'll be handing out, we'll be giving out our Most Fabulous Player of the Year award. Best Retired Player of the Year, of course, will be a, a hotly contested one this year. That'll be the best, the best TikTok Mayo TikTok um, player, and the best Mayo TikToker in a supporting role as well. There's there's two awards going in that category. There's the award for most inbred supporter. There is the award for best Mayo or back Christmas song of 2020 as well. That's going to be given out, and of course, there's going to be someone new inducted into the Mayo or back Hall of Fame. So that's going to be a podcast now. You're really not going to want to miss out on. So do get on to us, folks, if you can think of any good suggestions, either for competitions or whatever which way that manifests yourself. Get on to us and send us a DM at Mayo or back. Now, the last real good news story that we want to focus in on Fat Larry. And this was like, for me, it was like winning in All-Ireland, maybe even better than that. And that was seeing a Mayo man becoming the president of the USA. Fantastic. So currently in the world we're living in now, there's 
there's more North Mayo inbreds in the White House than there is on the Mayo panel because James Horan has got no interest in playing those guys in the team. But, you know, the fact that Willie Joe Biden is now in the White House, like that is a huge thing for Mayo now in 2021. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how that impacts the players. You know, could we maybe see the White House coming on board as a sponsor of the Mayo team going forward? And it's just great now to see Mayo inbreds win something because Lord knows we win feck all else. Well, look, you say that having Joe Biden starting in at your corner forward position might be like carrying a passenger. But, you know, we've always done that in Mayo. I suppose what he would bring to the team in terms of some of the military strength that the US have, you could see those kamikaze fighter jets flying over Crow Park and dropping, you know, whatever which way it manifests themselves onto the dubs and possibly taking out a couple of their fullbacks in whatever which way that would manifest itself. I think, you know, if you could possibly suggest that, that's something that I would be suggesting at county board level. But I haven't been named as a delegate by my club yet. I've actually been very much scapegoated in that sense. I don't think I'll be appearing at county board meetings for quite some time, Fat Larry, given some of the opinions and suggestions that have been shared on this platform in recent times well we can only assume that we will be getting our own chair on the board in the not too distant future with the way things are going and that's great news to hear as well you know that we will be getting that and we look forward to you know correspondence being made to us over the coming days and weeks now i would just like to say if you're a mayo player and you're listening at the minute don't retire just hold on there now. You've managed to survive January. Things are looking up now. The weather is getting better. So if you're outside that group of five players that have walked away, you've made it now. You're pretty much through 2021 now at this stage. So you might as well just see it out till the end. So Boyder there and Higgins, hold on, lads, and you'll win in All-Ireland this year. I'm certain of it. And if James Oren is looking for your passports, just say you can't find them. And if anyone else is asking any other questions, you're 21 plus VAT. That's all you have to say in terms of the age. That's what I think anyways. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. We interrupt this podcast with some breaking news coming from Ballyhonus. It's retirement deadline day in County Mayo, but there seems to be some late developments in Ballyhonus. What's going on there? Well, it's safe to say that Mayo GEA has been hit with yet another blow. This is the one we really didn't want, folks. Keith Higgins has retired. Keith Higgins has retired. We didn't know it at the time of the recording, but as we know, in Mayo GEA circles, things can move so quickly and guys can retire at the drop of a hat. We've got our six in a row now. That's the sixth and hopefully the final player to retire from this year's panel. Moving forward, we hope that the likes of our Cullen Boyles and everyone else is going to stay on. But Keith Higgins is gone and there's scenes of absolute depravity and desolation here in Ballyhawness. And they're quite upset about Keith Higgins retiring as well. How are Mayo going to adapt to this? How are Fat Larry and TJ going to cope? All will be revealed on the next podcast. Back to the studio. Now, at this point, we have probably squeezed the juice as much as we could out of this podcast, even though there's so many other things we had to talk about that we're just going to have to, you know, I suppose, shelve and put on the long finger now for the for another time, which you'll all be delighted to hear about. But as always, it's very, very important that we get the fans, that they get their chance to air their opinions and their frustrations live on the air too. So we are going to get stuck in now to our Mayo are back fan mail there was a lot of it this week the the pigeon was very very busy and there were some fabulous questions I have to say and before we get started from the get-go here Fat Larry I suppose it's worth mentioning that the level of intelligence amongst the Mayo fans I don't think has ever been higher and us giving them this platform and letting them have their inbred voices and opinions heard I think it's a very good process Mm -hmm. I think it's a very cathartic experience for the listenership and the followership and definitely the inbreds involved we've had you know former players getting in touch lifting the lid on some of the big scandals that have been going on and we've had some hot hot questions that are being asked as well that we're going to delve into now and the first one I think we've touched on this this is one of our finest and most half-baked supporters he's wondering should the jersey now be a Mayo high-vis vest and a helmet now that Port West are the sponsors I would love to see the Mayo players wearing helmets they could borrow them from their hurling counterparts if the hurling players don't mind the Mayo footballers touching their helmets they could wear them out onto the pitch along with the high-vis jackets Wow. 
The next question is, is the Port West sponsorship a sign of an emerging Westport mafia replacing Brafie? Fat Larry, this is a, an issue that's close to your heart, I understand. Well, you know, even though Westport seemed to be taking over, you know, in terms of the sponsorship, it was also very good to see, you know, a member of the Brafy Mafia, of course, took over as the new manager of the Mayo Under-17 team, you know, a, a big Mayo or a back fan and a big, you know, I suppose, big, you know, big inbred community out there as well, out in Brafy. So it's great to see that while, you know, things seem to be moving away from Brafy a little bit, you know, the Mafia are kind of working their way up through the underage system as well. So it's a very good appointment and, you know, we're very, very happy to see that. And also we've got a part of that management ticket as well. He's not here with us at the minute, but he's here in spirit. Um, Patsy Broderick, one of his all-time favourite footballers, Gary Ruan, of course, he's coming in. Not to be mistaken for uh, Matthew Ruan, another member of the Brafie Mafia. And then we have Shane Conway, who's actually part of that management ticket as well. Another Brafie Mafia man. So... To answer your original question, uh, the Brafie Mafia looks to be stronger than ever, um, TJ. When you have a guy like Shane Conway there, his mixture of Westport, Castlebar and Brafie, I suppose it shows all the inbreds around the county exactly where the power lies. And call the Mafia what you will. The one thing that we know for certain is East Mayo will not go this year. I can see in 2021 a, probably a situation where Andy Moran's Balahadrine take on Mayo in a game because I'm going to see there's definitely going to be a big divide there now I reckon Andy won't let any of his Balahadrine players play for Mayo even though most of them mightn't get played anyways they you know I, I just think that there's a big divide there now and something needs to be done because you know that kind of West Mayo axis seems to be very very strong there's no North Mayo inbreds and you've got even you know in Shane Conway one of you know our good friend Pat Holmes one of his oldest dearest friend so maybe we could see maybe him come back into the fold in the next year and Fat Larry it just reminds me some of the comments you made last year and you were absolutely lambasted for them online and in social media circles but oh, that's, all quarters. that's what happens when you raise your head above the parapet and you call it like it is and we've never been afraid to call it like it is if nothing else on this podcast now the next question we've been asked is should John Mohan come back to fill the loss of sex appeal on this Mayo team. Well, I was only thinking to myself, and it just shows the kind of joined up thinking that exists between the supporters and us here. I was only thinking to myself earlier you know, how good it would be to see him back for you know one more year in the Mayo team. You know, seeing as we're so lacking a full back and we need that bit of experience, you know, he could definitely you know give that bit of steely toughness that we need. And definitely, I am in full agreement with that question. Yeah. Next up, they're wondering, will Pfizer release a Mayo Fever 1951 vaccine? Because we need to address the real issues of Mayo Fever and I suppose the way that inbreds are getting so pent up without Sam at this stage that, you know, and it's not even going without Sam. I suppose it's getting so close to us that has us so riled up and so on edge at all times that we really should be the first in line to receive that vaccine. And, you know, if it ever came down to it, if it was offered to myself or Fat Larry, I'd be the very first to take it because some of the Mayo fever dreams I've been suffering recently folks have been beyond belief. I couldn't even begin to explain to you some of the visions that have been appearing to me in the nights and days that have come and gone in January so far this year so I'd be lining up with my tail between my legs my tail held high between my legs looking forward to receiving that vaccine in whatever way it manifested itself into my bloodstream. Fabulous. And, you know, you see how dangerous Mayo fever is. You know, you had guys who were literally tossing themselves into the back of dark kit vans, you know, just to get into, you know, Crow Park. So you know, this lockdown, it'll only last so long, but eventually people are just going to start going mad with Mayo fever all over again. So that we got to have an alternative. So maybe hopefully Aidan O'Shea is working on a vaccine over there in Allergan and he might sort us out. One of the questions that's come in here and it's talking about the shake-up to the panel. I suppose we've had a lot of retirees. Not the Mayo panel, but another panel that's been hit arguably twice as hard. It's the Mayo WAG panel, Fat Larry. Oh God, what's happened then? There's a huge shake-up there. There's oh been a lot of, there's been a cull, a major cull has taken <laughs> There's apparently been a major cull to the WhatsApp there with all the recent retirees, you know. There's no room for hangers-on. We need to bring through the youth in every which way, in every aspect. And maybe they can move into, I suppose, the Mayo men have the Masters panel. 
maybe there's a female version of that the the mistress's panel I don't know what way it could be named or pronounced or whatever but this is a, certainly a you know something that maybe one of the listeners out there might be able to shed a bit more light on well I know I've heard on the grapevine on a number of occasions recently that they weren't very happy by you know, all these new, fabulous, young, single men coming into the Mayo uh, senior team and they were bringing no wags with them into the panel at all. And that panel has actually been depleted quite badly. You know, they needed an injection of youth as well, you know. And, you know, hopefully now we can find a new uh, group of Mayo uh, players who are both young and who are also well and truly wrapped around the curly finger as well. You know, because that's what I think we need. We need that panel to be very strong as well if we want to. And very tight. Now, one other man is getting in touch. He's wondering, will the Mayo team be wearing Port West wetsuits to help in the wet conditions this year? Well, absolutely. I suppose... I could certainly use one of those myself, watching Mayo play. (laughs) Given some of the comments you've made on today's podcast, Fat Larry, it's a straitjacket you should be put in and not a wetsuit. But moving swiftly on, one man reckons that Eamon Kilgallen, Sligo's number one, deserves a segment. He's an absolutely gorgeous fister of the ball. And I suppose I can neither agree nor disagree with that sediment at this venture, but it's something I will certainly look into because we're always on the lookout for up and coming young fisters in the country and even outside of the country and in that as, regard. As, as we've always said here, it's the inbreds that impress us the most here at Mayo are back are the inbreds who aren't even from Mayo. Like that's real high level stuff, you know, when you've got, you know, people who have got no attachment, you know, in terms of living in the county that they would actually take the time out to become half-baked and to manifest themselves into the podcast as well. That's really, you know, that's that's really fabulous to see. And the last question has come in from a man, you know, who has real keen insight into the game and he's been around the block a few times. He knows exactly what he's talking about here. And he wants you, Fat Larry, to marry, kiss, kill, bring out of retirement. It's a shot out of a cannon. And you have to choose between Tom, Seamus, Donal and Chris. Who would you marry? Who would you kiss? Who would you kill and who would you bring out of retirement? Mm, now, I've given this an awful lot of thought there now in the last minute and I'm just going to, as I say, shoot straight out of the hip like I always do. I would uh, kiss Tom because I think if I was married to Tom and wouldn't be allowed to kiss him, that would be awful tough altogether. So I'm going to kiss Tom. I'm going to uh, marry Chris Barrett because I know he's got you know a very safe pair of hands and he's just kind of you know he's very secure there at the back as well. So I'm going to I'm going to marry Chris Barrett and then what's the last section I have to do? You have to bring out of retirement and you have to kill, apparently. Well, I would be bringing Seamus out of the retirement for certain because that would keep Aidan happy. So I'd be I'd be definitely bringing him out of retirement and I have to kill. <laughs> Someone else. So that leaves me, I have to kill either David Clark or Donald Vaughan. And this is a tough one now, guys. I mean, you know, killing David Clark would be very, very ill-advised, you know, considering, you know, what a great player he was for Mayo. And I'll be honest, this question has left me in quite the uncomfortable position here. But I'm going to, given the podcast that you're listening to, I'm going to joint kill both of them just to make sure that nobody is excluded. I suppose it's fair to say, folks, at this venture that this high level of clarity and thinking is not something you're going to experience on any of the other mainstream Mayo GA podcasts, nor would you hear probably on any other podcasts in the world. But where would you have two characters that have become so unwell? The red and green mist has descended to such an extent that we're willing and ready to read out the questions that won't be read on other podcasts, we're putting ourselves on the chopping block, just like our Mayo boyeens and our heroes have done many times in the past. So I suppose just before we let you go, we'd like to apologise for absolutely everything to everyone. Because, you know, we, we're, we're very con- cognizant of the fact that we're only one sentence away from being cancelled on any given day. So we hope that our apologies are accepted now. In advance of you getting offended, we would like to already preemptively apologise for such sediments as have been expressed this evening. And as we've always said, due respect has been shown and due apologies have been shown as well. And, you know, it's not easy, guys, you know, for me in particular, I'm like... My head has been on the chopping block here for the last five years. And, mm. you know, when your head is being hammered on the block as often as mine has, you know, that leaves my head in an awful kind of half-baked state. So nothing that I say or do here should be taken with any level of seriousness or respect whatsoever. And, and I'm fine with that. You know, that's that's perfect. 
Veteran listeners will know that it's all in the common cycle of a Mayo half-bake and by the time July comes around and we're back in another All-Ireland final again, we're going to be absolutely in love with the Boyeens because one thing I've noticed in my fifth year with all the experience I have is that we keep getting older and fatter and less well in the head but the guys that are going out onto that field, they seem the same age and they're getting even better looking so they are some of them and even more fabulous than we've ever seen before. So that's another little positive of nugget that we can leave in the Mayo fans minds at the end of today's podcast absolutely and have the peace of mind to remember that it's not us that are going to be going out representing the county on the football field so you don't have to worry about us you know we shouldn't be held to the same you know level of you know criticism and stuff like that I'm sure plenty of you out there you know like to think that we are but you know just remember that we've got fabulous players now once we you know weed through the chaff and find out who's still a player and who's not a retired player anymore but it promises to be such an exciting year and I just know that come whenever the All-Ireland final takes place we are going to be once again back in a position to lose that final to the very best of our ability. This is the year folks you've heard it here first we're doubling down on our claims that 2020 was you know, it was never the year. We, we might have said it was, but take that with a gram of salt. This year now is definitely, definitely the year. Fat Larry, I'd like to, at this venture, praise you for your clarity and your high level of analysis on today's podcast and thank you for coming in with us. And I would just also like to echo those sentiments, TJ, and I would like to commend you on your attendance here in the studio this evening and, you know, hopefully we can get back together again, you know, sometime soon in the not too distant future. Thank you to all the listeners out there. We've been Mayo are back. You've been absolutely fabulous. See you next time. Mayo do do do. Good score, buddy! Good ya, buddy! Heartbreaking. It's a free from Curry right in the middle of the pitch. Who's been fouled? Brian Sheehan. Who's the person who'll take it? Brian Sheehan. Who's the best long range kicker on the Curry team? Brian Sheehan. He has stolen a yard or two. Watch him. He's stealing yards. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. That's Curry, who is them as they want to Brian Sheehan. What those in capital letters? Curry to win it with Brian Sheehan. Sheehan, he goes, oh, yes, go wide, go wide, go wide, go wide, go wide. It's all over. Full time. It's all over. We're oh, going to have to do it all over God. again next Saturday evening. One more time. Get back. Get back. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. That game had everything that you want to see except a male win.